Hi everyone, welcome back to your soon to be favorite podcast. I'm Angelica. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Here We Grow. Hey, welcome back to Here We Grow podcast. Today we are bringing you a bonus episode, uh, a very, very hot topic that's been going on right now. If you haven't heard of it, maybe you've seen some memes about it, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, so today we are going to just give a little snippet of the submersible. Yeah, the missing missing submarine that's now been found, unfortunately. By the time this comes out, uh, we would have known that they found no one alive. Uh, they found debris. Um, so unfortunately, we're not really giving any anything new. But for those of you who just don't understand or just would rather get the facts, because I know there's been a lot of misinformation out there. So we wanted to talk about what really happened. Who were those people that went on this adventure? Mm-hmm. And um, maybe some theories as to why... It happened, um, but yeah. I mean, throughout this whole process, I've learned so much about submarines and the ocean that I would not have learned otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I did not learn in my high school education, especially about stuff about the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Angelica knows what happened, obviously, but I'm going to explain it because I, we're, it's coming to light that some people have no idea what's going no on. No idea, which I mean. It's all over the news. It's yeah, all over TikTok, social media, everything. Speaking of social media, this episode we're not going to make light of any of it we're going to talk about some of the problems that have come up but the people who are posting online jokes about this is really really insensitive and i think some people think they can joke about it because it was a bunch of rich guys wasting money on this trip that they really didn't have to go on and ended up unalive so but there are family members that are now living still and have to deal with the death of their family member who they thought was coming home for Sunday dinner. So we need to keep that in mind when we're posting things on social media. Yes. So let's get into what it is. This is just a bonus. It will be released before our regular episode on Tuesday. Okay. So basically a couple of rich guys got together and made a private company called ocean gate. And this private company decided they wanted to build a submarine and they wanted to make it so that you could like civilians could get in it and go and see the ocean, the ocean, the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. And honestly, before this happened, I'd never considered where the Titanic is under the ocean. I honestly still don't know. To me, it it, like because the Atlantic, because the Titanic came out like right before we were born, Mm -hmm. the movie, I mean. I would have never like it, it's still kind of like fiction to me. For yeah, for same. And and I guess I never thought about like where really is it? Um from my understanding, it's east of Maine. Let me double check that. Or even like why there's still so much curiosity behind it? Like 
don't we know what we need to know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, what are we going to find down there? I, I mean... And there is not, footage of it. Again, not to make light of the situation. I just... I want to know what 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 was the... I mean, just because you can do it, sure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that was probably majority of the reason. Okay, so it is very far offshore, which will pay, play a big part in the rescue mission. Um, east of, so like if you go to Massachusetts and you go east directly out into the ocean, you would pass by where the Titanic is at the floor of the ocean. Is that the Atlantic, right? Uh, is it? I don't know. See, public school uh, education. Yeah, North Atlantic yeah. Ocean. Okay. So they decided they wanted to make this submarine. They're going to put people in it to go visit the Titanic. They've been working on this for years now. They first started doing manned um, dives uh, in 2021, I believe. But there was a lot of shit that was going on before they finally put a manned submarine down. And we'll talk about that. But basically, on Sunday, they got five people on this submarine, which is the size of a minivan. Not the size of a normal, like, military submarine. And they went on a trip to see the Titanic and each of them paid $250,000 for this once in a lifetime experience. Okay. They signed waivers. I don't know if you knew this. They signed waivers, of course, like, you know, if anything happens, the company's not liable. Apparently this is speculation, but cause I don't know for sure. I haven't seen the source of this, but I've heard that. On the waiver, the word death is written three times on the first page. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've never seen the waiver. Right. Uh, but that but is has you what, heard that too? Yes. That it's what, that's the information that oh, we've been seeing. I want to circle back around to the waiver after we talk about what happened too. Um, and they've been missing since Sunday. Ocean Gate lost communication with them almost two hours in, an hour and 45 minutes into the, to the dive. Yeah. And they waited eight hours to report them missing. I didn't know that. They lost communication at an hour and 45 minutes and waited eight hours from that moment to report them missing to the coast guard, to the Navy, what have you. That's like one of the most devastating parts about this because had they, had they immediately reported them missing, something could have gone different. Wow. So, do you want to talk what, about... Oh, go ahead. Do you know what they did in those eight hours? Like We did, don't know anything yet. Did they yet. just think that they were going to get... Con- eight hours? That's a well, whole shift. Well, okay. By now, the world knows that the submarine imploded, right? That we know now that the submarine imploded. They found debris, multiple parts of debris that they could positively, positively identify as parts of the submarine. Mm-hmm. They were, and they were near the Titanic, but they weren't of the Titanic. And obviously, you can tell the difference between a piece of the Titanic, which is old and rusted and has like goop on it and shit yeah like bacteria mm-hmm. from the ocean right been there and for a long time. ocean gate submarine that's metal brand new mm-hmm. so we don't know yet what they did during that time but now that we know they imploded the question is did they implode right when they lost communication or were they down there for some time trying to get help mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that too because the noises they heard oh and all God. this stuff so you go ahead and talk about who was on board. Yes. So I'm going to be reading from CBS News. 
And so, like Kelsey said, there was five people that went on this uh, submersible journey. So first off, we have Hamish Harding, who is the chairman of Action Aviation. So he was the chairman of a company called Action Aviation, which sells aircraft to Fortune 100 companies, international corporations, heads of state and people in the entertainment and sports industries. He held several records in the Guinness Book of World Records, including fastest circumnavigation of Earth via both the geographic poles by airplane, which he and a team accomplished in 2019 in a little over 46 hours. So from the North Pole to the South Pole in 46 hours. Wow. Um, he was also one of the six people in Jeff Bezos' own Blue Origin mission that happened last year uh, where they flew to the edge of space. So this guy... In the SpaceX? That happened in September. Mm. Jeff Bezos, this must have been bef right before what happened in June. Um, so clearly this guy is, or sorry, was just seeking adventure, mm -hmm. just like you and I seeking some adventure to the nth degree. Yeah. So... Regardless of what happened and what decisions were made, we're, we shouldn't judge regardless of what happened, right? So Harding also traveled more than two and a half miles along the floor of the Mariana Trench, 35,876 feet below the sea surface. So these weren't just your ordinary guys. Mm -hmm. They had some experience. Yep. The second person was... Shazada Dawood and the third person being his son, Sulman Dawood. So father and son. Mm -hmm. uh, the father was the vice chairman of Dawood Hercules, an investment and holding company based in Karachi, Pakistan. Dawood was heir to one of Pakistan's largest family fortunes, according to the New York Times. His son, Sulman, was only 19 years old. Yeah, the 19-year-old. That's like one of the saddest parts about this is because he had his whole life ahead of him. His whole life. And he was just on an adventure with his dad. A yes. once in a lifetime adventure with his dad. Seriously. He was a science fiction fan and also enjoyed solving Rubik's Cubes and playing volleyball, according to DH Group and Engro Corporation, part of the Dawood Hercules Group. The fourth person was Paul Henry Nargiolette. Um, He's also known as Titanic's Greatest Explorer. Greatest explorer, Julie. Nargilette was known as a Titanic expert. Um, he has led six expeditions to the ship's wreckage. So he's been there before. Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of what I, I was like, and you talking about it just made sense. Because I'm like, these guys have been down there. What's the point of doing this? Mm -hmm. What's well, for tourism? Right. And it's like, if they've already been down there, then they are like, well, what's another time going down there? Exactly. Yeah. And they've survived it many times before. So Nargilet was also the director of underwater research for RMS Titanic, so the Titanic, which is an American company that owns the salvage rights to the wreck and operates exhibits featuring artifacts from the ship. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So he, like I said, was He's like a an expert. Titanic expert. Yeah. Yes. He knew everything there was to know about the Titanic. That's cool. Um, and the fifth person that, that was in the submersible. Submersible? Yeah. Uh, was Stockton Rush, who is the CEO of OceanGate, the company that created uh, that guy. So, yeah, I will be judging that guy because he's partially responsible for what happened. And we'll talk about that. He was the sub's pilot. Uh, pilot. <laughs> it was controlled with a video game controller, if you didn't know that. And there's only one button on the inside of the submarine. Oh, idiots. 
And the button just lights up green. When he was 19, Rush was the youngest person to become a jet transport rated pilot when he earned DCA type slash captain's rating at the United Airlines Jet Training Institute. He told CBS News David Pogue last year that Ocean Gate still hadn't turned a profit. Is that why you started charging $250,000? He said, and I quote, people might say, hey, that's a lot of money, $250,000. But we went through over a million dollars of gas. What? Well, the I ship, know. the ship that, that takes the sub there. Yes. Yeah. However, um, it's not in this article specifically, but he talked about how, because uh, there was other, there was other expeditions that he that Ocean Gate was also a part of, mm-hmm. and that there were some people who even like what's that word? Um, took a second mortgage out on their home. It's speculated that he had said two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars really wasn't a whole lot, and that if people really wanted to do it, they would. He known pe- he knew people that um, took a second mortgage on their homes, and he knew people that were didn't think twice when he, they were told the price. So he thought that. $250,000 was the right price to pay. I have a quote from him and we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but that it goes right. It's very on brand for him. He didn't seem like a very nice guy, to be honest. He's not here to defend himself, but. But he, he's on record saying things that you wouldn't imagine someone would say. And then it's the irony of what actually happened. I'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Do you have any more about That's him? It. Well, so he actually co-found the company with another guy. I don't remember Guillermo something. I forgot his name. And I'm not sure if he's made any statements or anything. I know the company has made a statement. It was not a very good one, but. Did they? They did. It was okay. like, it was just a statement to say that they've gotten news that the oh, lives yeah, yeah. are lost. Yes. I Sadly lost is what it said. Mm-hmm. So during the searching for this, the Coast Guard, the Navy, multiple foreign um, agencies from Canada and other places came together to make, I think what they called a unified command, where they were going to be the decision makers based off the information they were gathering. So during the search, if they got any piece of information, they sent it up to the unified people or whatever, and they made the decisions on like, okay, where do we need to go next? Or if we find it, what do we do? So during this time, days of us not knowing what, what happened, people are speculating. I'm sorry. People are speculating. I've watched TikToks of, people who have um, piloted submarines before and kind of talked about how they work and how it would be different on ocean gate because ocean gate was made by a private company. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about how the, the submarine was made. First of all, look up a picture of it. Okay. It doesn't look like your normal submarine. It looks like a minivan, a little shape different. And there are there's video footage of the CEO touring people where he shows them a video game controller and a computer screen, and that's how it, how it's controlled. There is a small window on the front, but I believe they wouldn't actually be looking out the window to see the Titanic. It was going to be on a video feed on a screen on a TV screen, which is another really ironic part of this because even though you're down there with the Titanic, you're not actually seeing it firsthand. You're seeing it on a video. 
Which, another speculation was, how do you know you're really seeing right? What you think or you're people made the point of like, if you knew, because there, there's proof that he knew it was unsafe, and we'll talk about that. If you knew it was unsafe, why wouldn't you just dive it to a hundred feet below the surface? Show everybody and act like you continued diving, and then show a video of the Titanic because you know what? It would have been a scam, but they'd all be alive now. It would have been a scam. But they would all be alive. So anyway, um, during the time that it was built, multiple engineers that worked there either got fired or quit because they knew it wasn't safe. They For weren't doing the, concerns. Yeah, they, they knew it wasn't safe. They weren't doing the proper safety precautions, safety inspections. They wanted um, to send it off to a third party to get inspected for safety and from what we've heard, the CEO didn't want to do that. And so there were engineers that would refuse to send manned crews underwater if it's not safe. And those, and one of those actually engineers got fired and sued OceanGate in 2017 for firing him over safety concerns that are, you know, that have backing, that, that were real safety concerns. Safety concerns. So... They were saying that in the video, he even says, oh, I got this piece from Camping World. A piece of the submarine that he made, he got from Camping World. They were saying that it was held together by like regular hardware store washers, the little circles. Not industrial size, not submarine rated from the hardware store. And then the worst part of it all, it being controlled by a video game controller. I don't know if you've ever seen the inside of a submarine, but there are, it looks like a, uh, an inside of a plane, all the buttons and switches and stuff, because you need gauges and things like that. And it can't all be electronic. Um, since the submarine has been missing, it's come out that, um, there were people who worked at ocean gate that complained that the window on the front was not rated for the amount of pressure that would be present at 13,000 feet below the surface, which is where the Titanic sat. Oh my gosh. So lots of safety concerns from the get go. Well, CEO is, is, um, on a podcast or something. Hold on. Let me look it up so I can say it verbatim. All right. Here's the exact quote. This is from futurism.com. I saw this in another video too, so I know it's the exact quote. Um, so he was on an episode of his podcast called unsung science. And he said to someone re talking about the safety concerns of ocean gate, he said, you know, at some point safety is just pure waste. I mean, if you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed. Don't get in your car. Don't do anything. At some point you're going to take some risk and it really is a risk reward question. I think I can do this just as safely while breaking the rules. I mean, that literally says all that you need to hear about the situation. This was just for his ego. Yep. And one of the things I kept bringing up was this waiver that these people signed. Did they have all this information before getting on the submarine? Right. Like, we don't know what they were told. We don't know. What I they feel know so sorry for them because if they didn't know about the lawsuit from the engineer, mm -hmm. if 
the CEOs touring them the submarines like it's so safe. We've gotten, you know, telling them that they've gotten all these safety inspections and they've all passed with flying colors and it couldn't be more safe. And in the waiver, if it says it's safe, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think these people had all the information. Right. Which I'm sure the lawsuit was probably public record, but it's really big now. Now that there are five that well, there were five people missing how, on this. How would thing. they even know to go look for it? They wouldn't. The lawsuit? They wouldn't know to go look at it. That's true, but if you looked up if you Googled is Ocean Gate safe? Well, some people don't Google. That's true. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. They didn't have all the information. Yeah, of course. Like they were told, hey, I can take you to the Titanic. Hey, I'm starting this right. company where I want right. to. Right. I'm not saying it's their fault that they didn't have the information. And if that's yeah. something they're interested in, if that's something that they've spent their life doing or, you know, that's on their bucket list, then. Yep. You know? So, um, another thing I'd brought up is now that we know they're deceased um, and that they signed a waiver, their families can't sue OceanGate for their deaths, even though the CEO knew that it was unsafe. Right. Because they signed the waiver. But I was talking to my coworker about this. I wonder if the the waiver would be null and void if somewhere in the waiver it stated that it's safe, it's past safety inspections, and it could, really didn't. Right. Because then you could fight that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if that comes out in the in the next few days. They're yeah. still investigating the the implosion site to see if they can find out any more information about when it happened. Speaking of when it happened. My coworker sent me a little snippet from the LA Times, I believe. Just a second. Right before I got here. And it says, and I quote, oh, let me make sure it's from LA Times. No, Wall Street Journal. Sorry, big difference. Timing. The U.S. Navy detected an acoustic signature consistent with an implosion on Sunday and relayed that information to the commanders leading the search effort. A senior official told CNN. But the sound was determined to be not definitive, the official said. Mogger, for his part, said rescuers had sonar buoys in the water for at least the last 72 hours and had not, not detected any catastrophic events. Quote, unquote. Listening devices set up during the search also did not record any sign of an implosion, Mogger said. Mogger, I believe, is the guy who's been doing all of the press conferences. He's the bald guy that has been leading all the press conferences, mm -hmm. except the last one where they announced that they were deceased. Um, so what does that mean? That it imploded on Sunday and the Navy heard it and reported it, but they said it wasn't definitive? I, I don't understand. Another thing that was really interesting was we were expecting at some point near the reach of the oxygen levels to be depleted which at the time they did the first press conference they said they had 40 hours left of oxygen i believe that conf press conference was on tuesday night tuesday afternoon um so they would have been running out of oxygen thursday morning what's crazy is toward the end of where they thought they were going to lose oxygen be run out of oxygen the press conferences where they were asking them, like, is this now a recovery mission? And this, this guy that was doing the press conferences, he's like, no, absolutely not. This is still a search and rescue mission. 
and all while couldn't give any answers as to how they would rescue them. They honestly had no idea how they would rescue them. And I talked to my Navy friend about this. I said, what would they have to do to rescue them? Well, they'd have to have another submarine or some device that can withhold the weight of the Ocean Gate submarine. Once they found it, if it's not entangled in something or in somehow connected to the Titanic, like hooked onto something on the Titanic, then they could try to bring it up to the surface, but they would have to do it really slowly so that the people on the submarine would have time to adjust to the pressure going up, right? Just like when you're scuba scuba diving. What do they call it? I forgot what it's called. Anyway. If you go too fast, you're like, I forget what it's called, but like your brain. I'm going to look it up. You start to um, hallucinate. um, You become disoriented and you could eventually die. Yeah. It's got a funny name to it. Mm -hmm. The bends. The bends. Yep. Um, Yeah. So, so that was one option to, to getting them. Um, and it has to be slow. And honestly, honestly, the only option, because they can't go down there and take them out of the submarine. First of all, the submarine's welded shut. You cannot open it from the inside. Did you know that? They have to have someone open it from the outside. So one of the theories I never thought of was if they did surface and were just floating lost out in the ocean somewhere, in, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, which is a huge ocean with no land around, they would not be able to get out still. They'd still run out of oxygen at the surface. Hang on a dang minute. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm. Okay, let me let me just voice this and just, it's gonna, okay. We go on airplanes, right? We're normal. All we gotta do is put a seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. But there are oxygen masks. There are life vests in case something were to happen. You're telling me in this submersible, they didn't have... Any kind of swimming or diving gear. Any in kind case, of emergency plan. In case they bumped into something, scratched into something. Which is very likely down there because it's pitch black. You wouldn't be able to see a foot in front of you until you're there. So you have to rely on sonar to make sure you don't bump into any large objects. Obje- objects like, say, the Titanic. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that would be so fucking terrifying. So terrifying. All right, so here's another thing. Um, when I was deep diving, I keep saying deep diving, and that's so insensitive. I'm sorry. When I was going down the rabbit hole of this situation, trying to figure out all the all the information I could know about it, because of course I hyper focused on it. Um, there were a lot of experts coming out saying that the 40 hours of oxygen that they reported them having left was obsolete because. On a normal submarine, a Navy submarine, there's this huge panel on it that has these like canisters that are scrubbers. And basically they remove the carbon monoxide or dioxide. I always get them mixed up. Carbon monoxide is bad. Both are bad. Oh. One of them you breathe out. Carbon monoxide. Okay. It removes the carbon monoxide from the air and, you know, then you're replenished with your oxygen supply. But in this ocean gate, because it was so small in this ocean gate submarine, there's no way there could have been the correct scrubber system on it because it was only meant for these short trips to the Titanic and back. So it wasn't meant to sustain a low ox or low carbon monoxide level 
for days, which is why, how long they were down there if they didn't implode right away. So I think, I don't, I don't know what you're going to say next. No, go ahead. But it's looking like they either died of carbon monoxide in the poisoning. S- yeah. Yeah. First day or which would have been, which day. would have been them like falling asleep, like kind of, you would have probably had some symptoms, but basically your ultimate death would have been like falling asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I guess hopefully we find out soon, but that's kind of, how do I say this? Like a better way to go out than imploding. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think if it were me, which of course I'm so glad it wasn't me, but if it were me, I would have rather fallen asleep from lack losing oxygen or then imploded, but also imploding the way they describe it in the way video simulation showed online, it seems to be instantaneous. So one minute you're there and one minute you're not. So you actually wouldn't even know what's going on. If you were running out of oxygen, you would have all that time to think about your death. So, yeah, I am so, I'm so interested to see what, what else is going to come out about this and what, what all they'll they'll let the public know, because I'm sure there's some of it. They're not going to tell the public. Now, this was not a government owned or funded submersible. So they don't tell a shit. Well, I was going to say if it were the government, they'd be trying to cover up more. But since it was a private company, they're going to let it all out. They don't care about this private company going down. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I was thinking more of like, I feel like everyone, everyone. Everyone. I feel like everyone's either going to jump ship, literally. At Ocean Gate. And oh yeah. Spilling the beans. Whose responsibility was it to report them missing, and why did they wait eight right. hours? That's what I want to know. Or I don't. Honestly, the rest of the information is obsolete. I want to know why they waited so long. Yeah. Or is are they going to be completely shut down and be given gag orders or you know whatever? Mm. I don't know. Like. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. How it's gonna it's kind of crazy that they haven't even released an official statement of like apologies. And... That's what I'm saying. Like they don't have to do anything. Like... Yeah, they really don't. Um, I've also heard, and this is speculation, that Elon Musk um, owns or partly owns the communication system that they were using on the submarine. So he's got his foot in this, the, his toe maybe. He's probably gonna want to clear his name. Well, I mean, and you can compare this to SpaceX. It, this is SpaceX in the ocean, basically. Let's just hope that SpaceX has had their safety precautions, you know, their inspections done so that this doesn't happen. But if you think about it, it's the same thing. Ocean, Ocean Gate was trying to put rich celebrities down in 13,000 feet under the water um, with the Titanic, and SpaceX is trying to put celebrities in space and has. It's like a status almost. Yeah, it's it's extreme tourism is what they're calling it. Another thing I wanted to say was like, I learned so much about the depth of the ocean. Like there's a video, if you just look it up, like how deep is the ocean? There's an animated video where it shows like at the surface, a swimmer and then a whale that swims underneath him. And it shows how deep that whale can go. And then it shows like the deepest a person has ever dived in the ocean, um, which is like a quarter of, I'm sorry, a quarter of the depth of where the Titanic is 
And that depth is like the max depth depth before your lungs implode. Oh, God. Um, but Ooh. what's crazy is this is not even the deepest dive that's ever been done in a submarine. Um, so the Titanic sits at the floor of the ocean, which is at 13. It's like 12,500 feet. Every source you see has a different number. Feet? Feet. Yeah. 13,000 feet. I jumped out of an airplane at 13,000 feet. It's about two miles. They're, they're saying it's two miles below the surface of the ocean. When you compare it like that, yeah, oh my God. That's crazy. Um, I don't know if you knew, but Angelica skydived. <laughs> when was it last year? Yeah, last July. It's coming up on a year. That's cool. Um, so, so there's the Titanic at the floor of the ocean at 13,000 feet. And then if you continue on the floor, there's a drop where Mariana Trench is. Yeah. And Mariana Trench goes down to, I think, 33,000 feet. And that's where one of the passengers had dove. Yes, they had dove there before. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a submarine with James Cameron in it in, I don't remember when, I think it was the 80s. I might be wrong. The 80s. He was in a submarine that went all the way to the bottom of Mariana Trench. How is that possible? How? Without, I mean, he's still alive, without hiccup. Oh 33,000 feet below sea level. There were a lot of other theories like they got tangled up in the Titanic. They got stuck inside the Titanic, which that would just be dumb to, to drive it into the Titanic. Um, that they surfaced and are floating amongst the sea that they imploded, which we think is the running theory now. But the question is, did they, did they implode when they lost communication right? I or did that's... they implode just before they found them? Right. Because there were banging sounds uh found by the sonar buoys i believe it was the sonar buoys yes okay Mm -hmm. there were banging sounds in 30 minute interval intervals that were like sos signals i did read that that's not necessarily proof of life that there are a lot of there are a lot of metals at the bottom of the ocean that clink all the time but it is suspicious that it was in 30 minute intervals yes because space or not space space and we've been talking about space this whole time Sea life would not be making a noise in 30-minute 30 30 intervals, minutes, yeah. especially exact 30-minute intervals. Did and they say it was exact 30 minutes? I, I don't think they would have. Not I mean, yeah, I don't think, yeah. But also someone who knew one of the guys. Also, why would, how, sorry, you okay. have to stop. How would they know time? If they still had power. But, like. The computer. Was there, like, was there a clock in the summer school? Maybe one of them was wearing a watch. I don't know. Would the watch still work underwater like that? I don't know. All the pressure. That was my question. Was yeah. how, how do they know? How do they know to do that every thirty minutes? Or maybe they counted. I mean, you can count to thirty minutes. I wouldn't wait to thirty minutes. I do it every five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah, but if it's closer together, then maybe it seems like it's sea life. See, I would not think like that. I well, would be like. I was going to say that someone who knew someone, one of the guys that was on the boat, one of the explorers said that he would be the kind of person that would know to bang on the side of the um, submarine to send SOS signals, essentially. So that, that kind of confirmed for them that they probably are sending SOS signals. Um, also, maybe they did 30 minutes because if they did it too often, they would be exerting themselves and wasting more oxygen. Mm, yeah. And um, if you want to... Go down the rabbit hole of this as well. You can look up other submarine um, rescues because there have been other submarine rescues in history. 
And some of them are really interesting. Like there was one in, I think, 1973. There was two civilians, I believe, that were scientists. They went down on a civilian, um, in a civilian submarine. And they lost communication or something or power. I can't remember which one. But, oh, I, I think they said they lost power or something. And it made them dive drastically quickly. Oh, God. Um, and obviously too quickly for the pressure. But anyway, they ended up getting rescued with 12 minutes of oxygen left. Both the men survived. They Oh, and they said that those guys um, decided when they found out they were in trouble to stop talking to each other the entire time until they were rescued so that they could not waste any oxygen. <sighs> Crazy. Me and my husband have been talking about it nonstop since, since we heard about it. Yeah, so we hope that you found this helpful. And for those of you that didn't know, I hope you know now. And um, Our hearts go out to the families. Yes. It's so sad. Yes. So sad. I almost cried watching the last um, press, conference. press conference because it seemed like the guy who was doing the press conference, I'm sure he probably was the one to talk to the families because you could tell he was very emotional about it. Yeah. Yeah, nonetheless, regardless of how much it costs or who's on the submersible these were still lives that were lost. And like you said earlier, their family is hurting. And so mm -hmm. they're still um, here to, to deal with all and not only to deal with their, their deaths, but the press yeah. and social media and say, they're on social media. There's, they're seeing what's being said about their, loved they're ones. seeing the jokes and stuff. So try so, to remember that. Yeah. These are real people. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much for listening or watching or both. And, um, yeah, we'll see you. See you next time. Let us know if you want more bonus episodes. Bye. Bye.